there it is, the rock and roll sounds that let you know you're listening to Brooklyn Paper Radio live from the Brooklyn Paper Building in downtown Brooklyn. I'm Gersh Kunstman of the New York Daily News, editor emeritus of these Brooklyn Papers. Of course, I'm joined by the one and only handsome man, Vince DiMaselli, the current editor of the Brooklyn Paper. You're going to hear a lot of chewing. Vince is having a BLT, so if you hear that chewing, it's not you do not need to adjust your radio or your podcast device. You know what I like about the BLT? How's the BLT? Well, it's got the coolness of the of the tomato. The tea. And the, the tea. The tea and the, and the L. Yeah. A little bit of coolness. It's a le- along, little T and L. Yeah. Along with the warmth of the B. Well, that's what it does. And that's, that's what makes it delicious. Before we even start, I want to tell you, as always, we are thankful for our sponsors, Dr. Joseph Lichter, the dentist extraordinaire, and of course, the place to use those teeth, Atlas Steakhouse. We'll be hearing from them a little later. And we have a great show. Now, you know I say that all the time, Vince. You do. I know you want to get to the serious... Some, some shows are better than others. Th- I that is that. true. I know you... I know, and I hear you're chewing. That's I know okay. you want to get to the Syrian aid convoy bombing, but we got a much bigger show than that. We got Dave Shankoff from Pioneer Works in Red Hook. He's going to talk to us about the Red Hook Regatta in a second. Oh, the Regatta. Yeah, the Regatta's coming this weekend. And then we're going to talk to two, not one... But two beer manufacturers, I believe you call them brewers. Dos. Dos dos Equis of brewers here in Brooklyn. A guy from Six Point and a guy from Kelso of Brooklyn. We're going to talk about the Brooklyn Poor, which is Saturday in Brooklyn. But it would be remiss if I didn't start the show, as I always do. By saying, Vince, how you been? What have you been up to? I got two Brooklyn stories. I got a, a bad Brooklyn story. Go for it. And a good Brooklyn story. I'm going to tell it to you right now. I'm going to make it quick. Well, you t- which, which do I get first? The good you're news? The ba- you're getting the bad news first. Sure, that's the way right, we do the it. The bad news is yesterday, I'm leaving the office, right? And I, you know, uh, I have a parking space down. down this wasn't there. yesterday. This was on Monday, wasn't it? It was possibly on Monday. Monday, Monday. It was Monday. Maybe it was, yeah, Monday. Monday, yeah. So I have a parking space down in the in the parking lot. Yeah, there. that's a perk. We no, call I that a perk. I, I, I don't even know if you declare that on your taxes. I'm not saying I'm not paying for it. Okay. I'm just saying I have a parking space. You have a parking space. Okay. So I go down there to get my car, and of course my wife has dinner ready. I'm waiting. She, the kid in the is car? There. My kid's sick. No, 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 home. Oh, okay. Shoot. I get down there, and some knucklehead. Chucklehead. Is blocking me in with his Bentley. That's 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 is that and that's the bad news. That's I imagine the, you keyed no, the Bentley. He's blocking me, and so I try to like work my way out of it, and I can't. And I go upstairs to the parking lot attendant, and I'm like, "Dude, some guy's blocking me." And you know what he says to me? It's a Bentley. He says, "I know." I'm like, <laughs> "You know <laughs> what? What does that mean?" So I thought he was gonna say it was a Bentley. No, he's like, "I know. I don't know who that guy is." What do you mean you don't know who the guy is? You're in charge of the parking lot, right? Good point. So, long story endless. An hour. An hour before they can locate the guy, they bring him down to me. Right, and now we're. And they hold him up. They got two guys holding him up, so you can just take swings at him. <laughs> am I right? Funny. Yeah, they hold him. I hold him steady. <laughs> it's like I, Goodfellas. I, I, gave, I gave him some gut shots. So, I end up uh, walking down to the car with him, and as we get down to the car, he's like, "Look, man, I'm I'm really sorry about this," and I was very upset. Yeah, I would be. The meatloaf so is getting cold. I said to him, "Look, don't apologize to me. Apologize to my wife and kid who have been waiting for me at the dinner table yeah. for the last hour." And he looks at me kind of funny, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I know what you're," and I'm like, "Dude." Just leave your keys. It's a parking lot. You leave your keys with the attendant. They will take care of the car. That's what they There's do. There's no reason to. Did he then call on on his cell phone your wife and kids? No. Then he fired up the Bentley. Oh, f- how'd it sound? It had a really like it a roar. It sounded good. Yeah. It, was a it roar. sounded good. Okay. And then he ended up. I like I went out before him. He let me go first. Oh, really nice real, of him. Real nice. All right. So what's the, what's the good news? Now the good news is last. He gave week, me a thousand dollars because he owns a Bentley. Last week the boys at Front Street Pizza did it again. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I told you this story. Just so you know, Front Street Pizza, one of the two extant pizzerias that has a sandwich called the Gersh. It does. It da- is, uh, we're going to introduce Dave in a second, but Dave, you want to know what a Gersh is? Yes, I'd love to. A Gersh bad, is bad a answer, chicken parmesan. 
with spinach. Go. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, whatever. So I'm driving to work the other day, mm. and, w- and when I get in the car in the morning, I look at the gas gauge. I'm like, geez, this has been on quarter of a tank for the longest it's ever been on. It's quarter. a record. It's, it's like a, it's like it's unbelievable. I am getting incredible gas mileage, and I'm driving to work, and sure enough, there's traffic. So sometimes I'll just I'll veer off the highway and I'll go through Dumbo, go down Front Street, and then swing around to Myrtle Avenue. This and is then, all fascinating. No, it is right. I'm driving through Dumbo, and the car just shuts off, and I'm. Uh, a block away from Front Street Pizza. Well, <laughs> I get to, I'm able to pull it in front of a hydrant, all right? Mm-hmm. And I, so what do you do? You go into Front Street Pizza. And you say, Larry, help me. Larry, Larry let Larry, me get a Gersh and a gallon of gas. Larry Lombard, Lombardi, Lombardo. What, Lombardo, Lombardo. Lombardo. Who invented the Gersh. He did invent the Gersh. So I'm like, Larry, you got to help me. He's like, what's the matter, Vinny? How you been? Because he hadn't seen me in a while. Did he try to sell you some weed? No. Oh. So we, I'm like, look, you got any gas? He's like, no. Long story endless, <laughs> again. His brother works in the in the what's that big building on J Street, the corner of J? The J Corner. Yeah, the J Corner building. The J Tower, I believe 68. it's called. Something like that. Well, whatever. <laughs> Fact is, his brother works in there and they come down with like a five gallon tank of gas. It took us like twenty minutes to figure out a way to get it from that container into my tank. You couldn't find a funnel. We did not have a funnel. There's a story about that too, but I don't want to bore you. But the good news is, not only did they fill my tank, they like filled it with five gallons and of And they gasoline. didn't even charge you. The guys at Front Street Pizza, I tried to give them money, they wouldn't take it. And they gave you a gersh on top of it. No, and then there were other guys that helped me, and Larry said to me, Vinny, don't worry about anything. The next time they came by, I will give them free lunch because they helped you. Wow. That is that's, a, that's a friend. Johnny, if we get a picture of uh, Front Street Jimmy Pizza up. up. You got him there? All right. That's a great story, no. Vince. I'm glad you had good news and bad news, it's all good, involving good news automotives good news. in the Brooklyn but we got Dave Shankoff. Now, listen, I have been – how long have I been living in Brooklyn? You've been living in Brooklyn since the late 1980s. That's exactly right, since the late 1980s. Now, Dave Shankoff is here, and he is from Pioneer Works, which is a good group down there in Red Hook. Now, we're going to let him talk about the good group Jimmy, and what they do. Jimmy, turn up the air conditioning in here. Yeah, put up the air conditioning. We're also going to ask him about the Red Hook Regatta, which is this Sunday. I'm going to start in with the Regatta, Dave. Because I hear regatta and I think i got to wear some sort of white linen suit. Do I have to wear a white linen suit? And what is the regatta? It's a very fancy affair. Uh, it's going to be a bunch of folks getting together at Valentino Pier in Red Hook. It doesn't sound fancy. Uh, white, white linen or not. So far, it's pretty, that's pretty fancy. And we're going to watch some, uh, some boats race. But the boats, the catches, the boats are all uh, made by artists and young adults from Red Hook. And, and the majority of them are 3D printed. And the ones mm. that are not 3D printed mm. are... Made out of other sort of weird materials. Artist boats, I'm thinking Titanic. What's going on here? Yeah. Are these things going to stay afloat? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but are, are these carrying human beings? No, no. The boats are about two feet long, and ah. uh, the race is to bring cargo from the beach to the pier. We have our, ah. our crane operators on, on Valentino Pier, and uh, the idea is you're the stevedores loading the cargo onto the ships, bringing them out to the... The pier to the cranes. And I the, get it. The, and the cranes are small too, I imagine. The cranes are fishing rods with magnets on them. So it's like it's like Red Hook writ small. How'd you like that? Did you see the way I did writ that's, small? That's pretty good. I, I think it's is it Stevador? I don't I, know. I've heard it both ways. Stevador. So it's Red Hook writ small. So you got a bunch of kids and other people and artists are going to design these little boats. Maybe they'll print them. They have little motors in them. Yeah, they have motors. Wow. They've got a inside the boat are kind of. We went. We found a kit. You know, we put together a kit of standard kind of RC parts, so everybody could have an even playing ground when they were building mm, all the electronics. Okay, so it's a level playing field, but it's all about the design. Maybe you want to go for streamline. 
Maybe you want to go for like fancy artist stuff. Style. It's all about style. It's all about style. Yeah. I but mean, you've got to make sure it's seaworthy. It's got to stay afloat. It has to not catch fire. Uh, yeah, that those, would be a those, bad thing. Those are the main rules. All right. So now this is all part of your fine work at Pioneer Works, which is also a Red Hook base. I don't even know what that is. So one, and I do, obviously, but my listeners don't. Give us the one-minute pitch, elevator pitch on Pioneer Works. Uh, it's an arts nonprofit down in Red Hook, right near the water, and we do a whole bunch of different stuff there. Uh, I head up all the technology programming there, so we do things like this boat race. We do a hackathon where we get a bunch of technologists to come together and build uh, ideas for the neighborhood, mm. um, using technology to solve problems. Uh, we do a number of different kind of technology or education, all t- uh, meetups, symposiums, stuff like that. And we do classes there. We do art exhibitions in our like large, large room that we have down there and uh, concerts. It's a whole bunch of different people putting on different types of uh, cultural events. But I got I got to verify it is Stevador. Okay, I, Steve, I thanks, thanks, Vince. It's from uh, Estibador. Yeah, is the verb. But Dave, I got to ask the tough suffer. question because you know me. I'm Gersh Kunstman, editor emeritus of these Brooklyn papers. I ask the tough questions. You started off by saying it's an arts nonprofit. What is it with you artists? You don't ever want to make a profit. Have you ever heard of an arts pro- for profit? Like, what yeah, is it? Yeah, Why do you have to be nonprofit? I don't know. I, I didn't have anything to do with that. Maybe decision. you'd raise a million dollars and you could give that to anybody you want. Yeah. Anyway, I'm in favor of arts for profits, but you're an arts for a nonprofit. I mean, I'd be open to that. Let's, we can change it. We can definitely work on yeah, that if yeah, we make some money. All right. So the Red Hook Regatta is Sunday. What time does that start? It's 1 to 5 p.m. 1 to 5. So all these boats have been designed, right? Or can I br- BYOB? Can uh, I bring my own boat? It's pretty late in the game, but if you wanted to bring your own boat, I think we've run, we may have run out of motors at uh, this point to give you. But if you want to put a rubber band in it or, you know, however you want to do it. So at this point, it's a tourist attraction. So Definitely. people come down, you stand on the beach, you stand on the pier, you watch it all go down. Am I right? Yep. We got we have a, we got a band this year. We got some for the kids. We got a, a like an origami boat race we're going to mm-hmm. do in a, in a tank up on the on the grass. And uh, what else? We have a halftime show planned, a spectacular halftime show. Lady Gaga? Uh, not this time. Someone from Jalopy? Uh, close. Yeah, close. A little blue glare. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great time. How old, now, how old are the kids coming to this? How old? Are the, what's what's the age? Uh, well, the the racer, a lot of the racers are in the eighteen to twenty-four mm, eight, mm. Uh, year eight old group. Millennials, we call them millennials. millennials, and they're they are, yeah. they're from the Red Hook Initiative, is a city-run uh, group. That's it, a nonprofit. Now they're nonprofit, <laughs> unfortunately, and uh, there's a, there's a program there called the Digital Stewards Program, and these are eighteen to twenty-four year olds who learn, have tech training, um, intern, internship, and job placement, and so. We work with that group during their year at uh, RHI. Wow! And this is one of the things we do with them. That's not, I mean, Vince is always looking for good tech tech people. Am I right? I love tech people. They're no, but you're always people. he's always calling me. Hey, I got fifteen thousand dollars salary. I'm dangling for some tech guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's it's a good group of young adults that uh, that after they go through this program are, are really well versed in a lot of very useful things, including Wi-Fi networking and um, and web web design, graphic design, all, all kinds of stuff like that, and boat building. Now, da- the good good news, Dave is going to stick around for our next segment. But Dave, before we let you uh, end the segment on the Red Hook Regatta, give us the website where people can go for more information. That's uh, pioneerworks.org, and we've got all the information listed there under technology, and I think under events too. It's and for a, those uh, of you who don't know anything about technology, it's www.pioneerworks.org. <laughs> on a computer or phone, preferably would be the would be the way you do that's it. That's a computer or the phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, on a mobile device, it works as well. Well, anyway, that's Dave Shankoff from Pioneer Works. Now, Dave, I want you to stick around because after the break, we're coming back yeah. with two brewers, Brooklyn brewers, who are going to talk to us about the Brooklyn poor. And the good thing about that is we're going to sample some of their work. We're going to sample some of their work. How are we doing? Right. We're going to sample some of their work. Okay. Anyway, listen, Jimmy, 
You know where you know what I need now. I got to pay some bills. David, you understand as a nonprofit. That's right. I'll ask you a question. I expect a rhetorical answer. Have, when was the last time you saw a dentist who gave you quality care at an affordable price? I don't know if I can remember. You can't. Nobody time. can remember. Nobody the, knows. Nobody the knows. reason is you haven't seen Dr. Joseph Lichter. Yep. You got dentists and skilled hygienists, including Dr. Lichter himself, in a state-of-the-art office on Avenue P in Midwood using up-to-date technology, techniques, and staffing that'll get you the best results. Now, let me ask you another question, Dave. And you don't have to play along because I, I know you don't know. Something like Invisalign. That's that braces that are on the inside of your teeth. How much would you think that would cost? Half a million dollars. Okay, well, that's that's a little egregious. I don't even think those Brooklyn Heights dentists charge half a million, but Lichter will charge you only $4,000. That's a savings of a thousand. What about like a tooth cleaning, like the Zoom whitening service? A lot of people expect to pay a thousand dollars for that. Vinny paid 1200 in Brooklyn Heights, $3.95. So look, it's Joseph Lichter. You know the website, Joseph Lichter, that's L I C H T E R. DDS.com and his office is on Avenue P in Midwood. You want to call him on the phone? You, I don't have that number available, so you just go to Joseph Lichter, DDS.com. There it is. You know, what's your favorite thing about Atlas Steakhouse, Coach Constant? After I get my teeth cleaned, I go to Atlas Steakhouse. Well, what's your favorite thing about it? Well, favorite. I mean, I love is the steaks. Is it the Mediterranean style? I like a Mediterranean style steakhouse. Why? Why do you like the Mediterranean well, style steakhouse? Dave, you ever go to a German style steakhouse? You know the one I'm talking about in, in Williamsburg. Uh, no, I'm thinking of Steinhof down in uh, South Slope. Okay, yeah, that's okay, a, fine. That's, that's not really a, that's steakhouse. not a steakhouse. But if you go to a German style steakhouse uh, like that one on in Williamsburg oh, that yeah. everybody always uh, talks about, says, Peter. Yeah, 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 it starts with P. You go there, they treat you like crap. But that's not what happens at Atlas. No, steakhouse. at Atlas Steakhouse they treat you like family, because right? that's what it's like at Atlas Steakhouse. Atlas Steakhouse, as you know, offers uh, they offer lots of. Uh, <laughs> You've forgotten already. We ate there. I had the crab cake, which is a signature appetizer. I yeah. had a signature cocktail called the Godfather. Remember the cocktail? Yeah, the signature cocktail is what I was looking for. And I went for the New York Strip. You went for what? I always go for the filet mignon. I, which is a... Dave, what, what cut of meat do you like when you eat meat? Uh, filet mignon's good, but it's a little small. Exactly. I like you something know, with a little bit more bite, maybe. I'm going gonna, gonna to disagree with that. You get an 8-ounce filet mignon, it's plenty of meat. It's well, plenty. Anyway, we didn't get where we are today by not telling you that Atlas Steakhouse always treats you a cut above the rest. Am I right? It certainly does. And Atlas Steakhouse, as you know, is located at 943 Coney Island Avenue in Ditmas Park. It's an up-and-coming neighborhood in Brooklyn. It's over there by 18th Avenue. No question about it. And you can always visit them online at atlassteak.com. Well, that's great. Jimmy, thanks for that music. Now, listen, we're going to start the next segment of the show, which is exciting for me as a beer lover, beer drinker, and one of the biggest beer consumers. I think I'm just ahead of like Czechoslovakia and just underneath the United States in terms of beer consumption. We're going to reach out right now to Marcus Lutter of Six Point Brewery. Johnny, I'm going to give him a call. Please don't steal this number. This is his no, personal this number. It's a personal number. And Dave, you should feel free gentleman. to talk during this segment yeah, because we know up, anything at all that right. you're interested in. Yeah, you can just throw it in there. Anyway, Marcus Lutter from Six Point. This is Six Point. Yeah. And he has those beers for us. He has the beers, yeah. Good. It's weird we're doing the beer segment on the phone. It is. But. Interesting, nevertheless. Oh, my Yankees are biting it, Gersh. Oh, your Yankees stink. Oh, man. Mets are doing all right. A little better. It's weird the way he's not answering. No. No, did you set this up in advance? Did, did. There he is. Hello? Hey, is that Marcus Lutter from Six Point Brewery? Yep, this is him. Marcus, you are on the air with Gersh Kunzman of the Daily News, Vince DiMaselli of the Brooklyn Paper, and, of course, Dave Shankoff from Pioneer Works in our beloved Red Hook. How are you today, Marcus? 
I'm doing good. How are you guys? Well, listen, we would be doing better if you were in the studio plying us with your fine six-point loggers and crisps and all that stuff, but we'll take it on the phone. We'll take it. Yep, yep. There's lots of work to do at the brewery, so couldn't make nope. it out there, but... Uh... Glad I didn't get you guys on the phone for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Now, listen, you are participating in one of many, like dozens of breweries, craft brewers, participating in the Brooklyn Pour this Saturday in um, Williamsburg. And I got to ask the tough questions right off the bat. Is your beer the best? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, wow. That was, oh, that easy. was easy. Wow, that was really easy. There you go. I thought he was going to do something diplomatic, Dave. Like he was going to be like, well, you know, uh, we all craft brewers bring something, blah, 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 blah. All right. Why, Marcus, is, Marcus, why is yours the yeah, best? What's the, if yours is the best, why so? And what's the second best? Oh, the second best. Yeah, that's um, the tough question. That's probably the tough question, right? Because uh, everyone has their favorites. But um, yeah, uh, our beers are uh, doing really good. They, uh, we have some great, great core beers that. Um, I think everyone could uh, find a core beer that, of ours that they would uh, they like. Um, we have the Sweet Action with our Pale Ale. Uh-huh. Um, nice, uh, nice, easy drinking uh, pale, pale Ale. Um, Bengali is our IPA. It's got a nice, really nice, juicy, uh, juicy body from lots of hops in there. Um, our crisp, uh, crisp lager is uh, that one's probably my favorite of the course. Mm. I really like my lagers. And this one's an excellent example of uh, the Pilsner. Um, and then our resin, which is our double IPA, which is just uh, just an even bigger IPA, lots of hops. It's, uh, it's a dangerous one because the alcohol is up there. Yeah, I know. I got to so say, gotta I never. Careful. You got to be careful, Marcus. I got to yeah. tell you, you're you guys are great at marketing. Six Points, a very good brewery, but the resin, the name resin, always until I tried it just recently, always turned me off. I thought resin, it almost felt like it was going to be like a like a stout or something. Oh yeah. Well, it's just got a nice big green can, so uh, <laughs> it's a, it's got the alcohol probably of a big stout. I think it's at what is it at nine point one uh, wow. uh, ABV. So That's a two-fisted. Uh, really well balanced, so lots of people get into lots of trouble because uh, it's so easy drinking. But uh, after two or three of them, you uh, you instantly realize uh, you're drinking resin for, for hmm. real. All right, I got to <laughs> I got to bring in Dave Shankoff from Pioneer Works. Dave, you drink beer, right? Yep, love it. What is your favorite six point beer? I uh, I like the crisp a lot, but I have to say the jammer. I'm gonna go out. Oh, and, uh, the jammer. That's wow. the one with the salt. Tell us about the jammer, Marcus. So jammer was our summer one of our summer seasonals. Uh, uh, a unique style called a goza. Yeah. Which is. Um, a style that uh, is brewed with a little bit of sea salt, so it has a little salinity in it, and it, um, it's also a little tart, so it has a little sourness going on. And it's a low alcohol beer, it's like a four, in the 4% uh, alcohol level. Um, it's also brewed with coriander. So Jesus. It's a really easy drinking beer mm. for the summer. Um, it's also, like I said, it has a little bit of tartness, so it's also really a I like to tell people if they like this beer, um, they might want to try the more sour beers that are a little more, a little, a lot more. This one's not so sour, but it has just a little bit. And if you like that tart sourness, you might uh, be interested no. in more sour. Mm-hmm. Marcus, mm-hmm. I got to cut you off because I'm a, I'm a beer drinker. I said before you came on the air that I am somewhere between the United States and Czechoslovakia in terms of b- annual beer consumption. That <laughs> coriander salt. That just sounds, and then the sour beer, the Goza style, that sounds absolutely reprehensible. And here's what I think you should do. I think you should send it, <laughs> if you send a case of that over to Brooklyn Paper Building sometime today, on our next show, I will review it on air. If you actually think that that's good, 
and you're willing to put your beer where my mouth is, I will review it on air. Vince, are you with me on that? Uh, I think- I'm not. I'm not worried at all. Uh, we, yeah, I'll definitely do that. All right, we'll get you that. We'll uh, get you that address. No, yeah, Johnny, get him that address. All right, Marcus. Now let's talk about what we're going to expect at the Brooklyn Poor. Like, if I'm not mistaken, the tickets to this are like a hundred bucks, but it's like four hours of of unlimited drinking. Is that a good value? Is that going to be a good good time for the people? Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Um, I believe there's uh, around 125 beers to taste, and that's—I don't think that's including the meads. And uh, there's going to be some liquors that you can try as well. I'm not drinking that um, mead shit. 65 uh, breweries, uh, including a bunch of local ones, um, okay. like uh, Kelso, um, Yonkers will be there. Mm, Yonkers. Uh, yeah, uh, Coney Island will be there, who is now brewing at Coney Island. Yeah, so yeah. There will be a lot, of, a lot of local ones, too, to try out. So this is the Brooklyn Poor Craft Beer Festival. This sounds like you're drinking for th- basically four hours, just drinking unlimited for for the uh, I think like I said I think it's eighty five eighty five bucks. Where are you on mead? Seriously, that mead is crap. <laughs> I haven't taken tried a lot of mead actually. Um, you steer clear. So I, I I don't have much of an opinion. I guess um, I, I usually try everything and I usually enjoy everything. So uh, I I feel like. Uh, there's definitely some good meats out there. I'm good sure. Good meats. Yeah, I gotta bring in. I gotta bring in Dave Shankoff. Dave, you are from Pioneer Works in Red Hook. You're running a regatta on Sunday. Where are you on the mead question? Uh, you know, I had some at a friend's wedding. It's the only time I tried it. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. Marcus, stop me if I'm wrong. It's like a honey. It's ostensibly a honey wine. Yeah, basically, instead of using um, uh, grape juice like wine or uh, barley uh, malt sugar, uh, sugars from the barley. Like in beer, you use the sugar from honey. And that's sugar what, from honey. That's what ferments, and that's where you get your alcohol. So I don't know if you know my history, Marcus. I used to be a Russian uh, and Soviet scholar, and I went over to the Soviet Union. You don't know this. In 1987, <laughs> on every street corner in the Soviet Union, I still call it the Soviet Union, Dave, so don't stop me. Mm-hmm. Every street corner, there would be a little guy selling something called kvass. You ever hear of kvass? Yeah, yeah. Uh, K-V-A-S-S, right? K-V-A-S-S, right. Yeah. Although the Russians spell it K-B-A-C-C. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, kvass, yeah, Dave, imagine. stay with me here. Kvass is like a, a low-alcohol uh, beer brewed from old bread. Hmm. It tastes like old socks, Marcus. <laughs> Have you ever had kvass? Well, people will make, uh, use anything they possibly can to get a little alcohol. Oh, the Soviet Army used to make alcohol out of, <laughs> out of shoe polish. Did you ever hear this, Dave? <laughs> This is a true story. They would put shoe polish on a piece of toast in the sun, and then when the alcohol would drift to the surface, like evaporating, they'd lick it off. And this was the evil empire. I'm so angry about this that we allowed our government to say they were the evil empire. They had a drunk army that was drinking shoe polish. We're a little off topic. Uh, all our doctors were making, weren't they making martinis and stuff? Yeah, and our doctors were making martinis. Anyway, we got to get out. Marcus. Last thing. Oh, I got a question for oh, Marcus. Okay, go ahead. Let me ask you a question. First of all, Marcus, how old are you? <laughs> I am. How old am I? Yeah, roundabout. Uh, thirty-three. I think. All right, thirty-three. So, like, <laughs> changes wh- every year. When was the When was the first time you had like a craft beer? I'm guessing like you kind of grew up with it because Gersh and I, you know, yeah, we grew yeah. up with Budweiser. Budweiser. That I mean, was all we had, and we didn't like craft beers didn't come around until like maybe like Sam Adams and. No, no, no. Anchor Steam was always a craft beer. Anchor Steam was not a craft beer. It was always in San Francisco. You could get it there. Okay. It's like it saying w- Schaefer beer was a craft beer. No, Marcus, Anchor Steam is a craft beer. <laughs> I, I say Anchor Steam is a craft beer. 
Oh, yeah. come on. Okay. It's been there for... They but anyway, Vince's point is in New York, we, we would get a Schaefer as the beer to have when you're having more than one. And yeah. I was always having more than one. Yeah, yeah. Bud, and we then we had Molson all of a sudden. That was like a big innovation. Oh, come on. Molson was from... No, the first really craft kind of beer was Sam Adams yeah, in this yeah. in this area. Okay. Now, what, for you, though, you probably had a, a, a different uh, experience there. What When when did you find craft beer? So did you even ever have a Budweiser? That's a tough question. <laughs> I was... Uh, so basically, I obviously got into the beer scene around college, proper, proper beer scene around college time. And I was actually going to the University of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And uh, so there we would drink a lot of Yingling. Yeah, I remember the Yingling, so I, yeah. I, I'm very partial to the Yingling beers. That's so, not a craft beer, though, is it? They, it's actually considered the biggest craft beer brewer in the uh, nation, I think. Oh, yeah. quid, so that's by size. And, uh, Did you have Rolling Rock out there in uh, in Pennsylvania? I had a lot of Rolling Rock, yeah. Yeah, I remember um, that one. But uh, craft beers, like the really tasty beers that aren't just the uh, typical lagers or whatever, uh, the sporting drinks, as I like to call them, uh, was probably uh, Great Lakes. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. They, had, they brewed some really good porters, and they had a lot of a lot of really fun stuff that I was trying. It was uh, they were a little pricey for me back then. That's why uh, I stuck with the Yingling. So. Marcus, it sounds a little bit like you went to Beer University because you graduated and suddenly you're making beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I actually so I graduated and then actually got into the wine industry. So I was. Uh, oh, I was big mistake! A big for, mistake! Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was working at a winery for about five years and then uh when i moved to uh, brooklyn there weren't a lot of wine options uh, were, were you so, a sommelier uh no i was uh, i was actually in the lab doing uh, quality control oh, quality oh interesting control. Yeah. i didn't know they made yeah. wine in a lab no you don't make wine in a lab you put it in a barrel and I you just let it sit that, for a few years I they made lsd in a lab. yeah the lsd i need your quality control on lsd but not on wine not on wine no <laughs> all right all right so then you oh, moved when you moved to brooklyn and you got the, the dream job you're making beer in brooklyn Yeah, yeah, I lucked out. I I still don't really believe that uh, I landed this job. I was very, very uh, very pleased with it. I got to ask, when was the last time you had a Budweiser, or should I say America? (laughs) Uh, They they have their place. Um, Yeah, but do you drink it? I've had some Budweiser, yeah. Oh, we got it! This is such a sham. This is a sham, because you're sitting in your brewery in Red Hook, or Six Point. I don't have them in the brewery, but if there's not a lot of options, then... uh, Get a Budweiser instead of a Pepsi Cola or something like that. No, 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 no. You, you, you literally could take uh, three six packs home with you every day from that brewery. Am I right? Uh, yes. There is no excuse. I got that is the headline of this story, Dave. Six point brewer to America colon. I drink America. <laughs> no, we know we're not going to do that. We we know we <laughs> know you love your six point. Right? Say it again. <laughs> Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that know. is true. Well, there's nothing more patriotic than a cold six point. Marcus, we got to let you go. But last thing, just. We let our guests plug whatever they want to plug. Plug something. You got a new beer coming out. What is it? We've got a new beer coming out. Um, it's called uh, Tesla. So it's a, a, a lager that we made. Um, it's got lots of big, juicy hops in it, um, but it's balanced with a nice, uh, uh, crisp, uh, clean fermenting lager character mm-hmm. to it. So it's got a little bit of both um, around. Seven uh, percent, so it'll uh, it'll Ooh. you'll have a good time with it. Um, it's out in cans right now, so keep an eye out and do not. Hopefully, everybody enjoys it. Do not drive yeah. a Tesla if you've had even one Tesla. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, now, why did you name it Tesla and not Edison? That's my question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's uh, so down on Edison. Oh, Edison was legend. They're down on him though. Everybody's all about Tesla these days. 
Well, Tesla, in the end, was right. I know, but it's so down on Edison. Well, let him answer the question. Okay. Why are you down on Edison? We have, we have nothing against Edison. It's just I think Tesla had a little more pop in the name. Fair oh, enough. Oh, now, Dave Shankoff, hearing the description of Tesla, would you drink a Tesla? Yeah. What, how is it compared to Crisp? Uh, it's it's uh, much more hop forward. So there's a lot more hops going on. And uh, so the IBUs are, what, uh, I think 49 mm. IBUs on mm. the uh, Tesla. Um, IBUs. And oh. it's got a little more kick to it with the, uh, the alcohol, too. All right. So it's uh, a bigger beer. Well, Tesla's coming out to a store near you. Marcus, will be, Marcus you will be at the Brooklyn Pour this weekend. Am I right? I... I will actually be out of town. I won't be able to make it. Oh. What I mean to say uh, is your beer will be at the Brooklyn Pour oh, yeah, this yeah. weekend. Yes, definitely. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm not sure what we're pouring either, but it possibly could be Tesla. Some of our poor beers will probably be there. we got to get some but Tesla. Six Point will definitely be uh, in action. Now. All right. Marcus Letter of Six Point Brewery. Thank you for joining us on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Thank you, guys. There All he right, goes. We're you. hanging up on him, Johnny. We've got to get some of that we, jammer. That, i got to tell you something. That Tesla... Sounds like my dream beer. I don't know. All right. I think we got to get some of that jammer stuff uh, for the kids that win the contest there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Th- well, they're over 21 mostly, yeah. Yeah. yeah if right, it, yeah. Oh, someone over 21 over wins, I'm no, going to pour. I'm saying even they're 18. Uh, I'm going to pour a jammer over their head. All right, guys. Believe it or not. You ready for this, Johnny? Should have worked that believe out. Believe it or not, we've got another Brooklyn beer maker, Kelly Taylor of Kelso of Brooklyn. Kelso? And I got a can of their uh, sweet nothing right now. So we're going to reach out to him. Gonna reach out? I was wondering when are you going to open that. Don't, please, kids, do not steal this number. This is his personal cell phone number. Oh, it's Kelly of Kelso. Right. But you, and the so is his wife. Oh, I get it. Mm. Kelso. Kelso. Oh, we got it. Look at that. So Kel. Nice work with the phone today, Gersh. Really good. Good job. Really good. Dave, stick with us. Dave Scheinkoff from Pioneer Works is with us. He's with us. Talking about the Red Hook Regatta on Sunday. Trying to get kids beer. Wait, no, he's not no, doing no, that. No, no. He's not doing that. Hello, Kelly. Hey, Kelly, this is Gersh Kunzman of Brooklyn Paper Radio, and you're on the air with Vince DiMaselli and, of course, Dave Scheinkoff from Pioneer Works. Kelly, how are you? I'm doing. How are you doing? I mean, oh, we're always doing great. You know why? We love your product. Kelso of Brooklyn, made in Brooklyn. A lot of it. Still, right? Yeah, yeah. Still, uh, right, right now, but we're... Uh trying to find out what we're going to do for next year so we're uh, you know, always on the flocks now. well i mean because you're a you're a booming company that's selling beer all over the place you may need a bigger facility but the good news is you're participating in this weekend's brooklyn pour which has got like 120 craft brewers let's ask the tough question why is yours the best well you know what mine is made uh, right down the street and i've been doing it for over 10 years and i think it's awesome you know it's nice it's balanced simple it's understandable but it's, it's nice and, and it just really pops so now i don't want to bird dog you i don't want to hound dog you, you but <laughs> we had marcus lutter from six point on before he was talking about his whole product line so in fairness this is like a yeah. debate it's like a trump clinton debate tell it yeah. take us through your product line your existing product line well our, our biggest seller right now is our pilsner mm. uh, we've been doing crap loggers for over 10 years at this point um, our Pilsner is nice and clean and malty and smooth. It's not overly hopped. Nice. We have a, a, our Nut Brown Lager was our flagship. The brown, but very, very clean and dry. Hmm. Uh, we have a couple IPAs. You know, you're going to have IPAs in this market. We have some sours. Um, I've got over a dozen beers right now. I don't think you really have uh, overall <laughs> too much time. But, All right. Uh, which, which one's your favorite? Which 
one's my favorite. Yeah. The one I'm holding. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Well answered. That? that was well done. Uh, yeah. you, you talk about those sours. I mean, are you talking about yeah. Goza? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, I'm talking about some Lambic style. Oh, Lambic. that have been uh, uh, kind of, they're, basically they're made with old ingredients and they're aged for two years and then they, you add a bunch of fruit to them. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Let's, look, Kelly, I don't want to get into the, one of these, I don't want to get into the, one of these pissing matches, but we are talking about beer. And we had Marcus on before and he was touting his jammer, which was his summer goza with sea salt and believe it or not, coriander. Yeah. Now, where are you Great on that, style. where are you on that beer? Um, I love that style. Uh, we did uh, we did a collaboration with Mama Fuku in the city a couple years ago, which was a smoked goza. Huh. Um, we and actually used sea salt, coriander, and smoked malt. Yeah, you're using you did a you did a wit beer with coriander. Yeah, well, wit beers a lot of times wit beers do have coriander. Oh yeah, yeah. Orange orange peel. Our wit beer that we do every year has got lemon peel and ginger and coriander. You didn't. And chamomile. Now, do you do you recommend you serve that wit beer with like a, like a orange or something like that? No. Yeah, I don't like that. It drives me. Every time I order one of those, I'm like, listen, no orange, all right? That's yeah, his obsession. It's not a cocktail. Yeah. You know, it depends. It depends on what the brewer recommends. Uh, you know, we did a uh, beer a number of years ago that was American wheat. It's 50% wheat, 50% barley, and uh, we recommended you served it with a lemon hmm. just to accentuate this delicate yeast that we use. It really made the beer pop. Um my favorite summer beer, Kelly, I got to tell you, it's not a Kelso, unfortunately. It's that weird one from Germany, that Schoffenhauer. It's like a, a, a German grapefruit wit beer. Mm. Oh, yeah. You ever have that? Yeah, well, yeah it's very refreshing. I serve, it with a, I serve it with a piece of grapefruit. I got to tell you something. I tr- drink about 100 of them, Dave, because they're like 2% alcohol. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's a trend right now is lower alcohol beers. Why? You, know what, you kind of hit it on the head. You got to drink what you love, man. You got to drink what you love. You drink what you well, love. You know what I do? Whenever they give me that orange, I say, "Listen, put it on the side," and I, I give it to my kid. Yeah, <laughs> kid. Well, yeah. I tell people, you know, it's like you can get it with the, with the lime or the orange or the grapefruit. Just don't have them put it in the glass immediately. Yeah. First of all, and then all you need is a couple drops. You know, it's like right. uh, water and whiskey. You know, you just need a drop of water, and it just opens the whole thing up. I mean, I don't know why you're watering down my whiskey, but I got to bring Dave in here. Dave, what's your favorite Kelso of Brooklyn beer? Uh, I think it's that the one I've had the most is that I guess the Pilsner, right? Is yeah, the Pilsner. The Pilsner, yeah. yeah the Pilsner is really one, good. Yeah. Very cool. We happen, d- Kelly. I don't want to tell the listeners here, but we're and we're not allowed to do this on radio. The FCC, but it's a podcast. We can do it. Everyone. I happen to have a can of your Kelso Nut Brown right here. I'm gonna open up. Oh, there. You hear that sound? Did you hear? Did we get that on camera, Johnny? I'm gonna take a sip because I love it. Probably mm. got it on camera, but it doesn't. I was not. You can't drink it on. Ca- oh, this is. Mm, good. Let me try that. Yeah. Vince is going to try it. So it's toasty, it's nutty, it's caramely, but it's but it's a lighter yeast, so it's dry and crisp. It's not one of those overpowering nut brown ales like. Uh, it's a full malt flavor. But did you ever have that? Um, there was a nut brown ale from England. It was probably the first beer I ever really started drinking. When I was eighteen at the Peculiar Pub. I don't know if you remember that place. I do remember. Yeah, that I place. remember that. It was down down uh, like. There was yeah, it was on Bleecker at that point, but it moved around a lot. They did that. They were the only place that would let sixteen-year-olds drink, and I certainly took advantage of that. And I used to drink a nut brown ale there, and in the end, it was a little heavier than yours. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because ales and lagers. uh, All beer is either an ale or a lager, and lagers finish cleaner on the palate because the way the yeast uh, ferments. Mm. Gersh, were you one of those? I got a question for Gersh now. Oh, sorry, Kelly. Were you one of those guys who was allowed to drink and then they upped the drinking age and you weren't allowed to drink? I was. I was in that. And at the, uh-huh. Dave, you, you'll be interested in this. Kelly, you will because you're a youngster. I was allowed to drink. Then they made us register for the draft. 
They were going to haul my ass to Grenada. I don't even know wh- who we were fighting then. And then I got to drink again when I went to college. So how old were you when the drinking age went up? I was like 19 when the drinking age went up. Went to 21. Yeah. And then I almost, we were, I don't know if you remember the Reagan administration, Kelly. You're a young guy. We were at war all the time. We're getting killed in Lebanon. We're getting killed in Grenada. I didn't know where they were going to send me. Yeah, we went to uh, Panama. Panama. We went to the, uh, what was that? Grenada was the Grenada, yeah. Kelly, how old are you? I'm 45 now. Oh, 45. Oh, so so he's, he's, he's my age. So you've been drinking. Now, you probably came of age during the what I like to call the the nadir period of American beering, uh, you know, brewing. You're talking about Schaefer. You're talking about Budweiser. You're talking about a lot of really pissy beers. What did you grow up drinking? Well, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, so They did a little better over there. It, yeah. was, it was all local at that time, but the local beer was kind of crappy, uh, you know, Rainier, ah. Holy, uh, that kind of thing, and but that's where a lot of the craft beer market started. So when, so when I was young, I remember Widmere and Red Hook and Pyramid mm-hmm. really becoming popular, and those were fairly inspirational to me. From a I think you cut out there, but you're saying you were inspired by them. But when did you get into making your own beer? Uh, I started doing it in college when yeah. I was 18. Yeah, saving uh, some money. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Was so it good beer you were making? Yep. Were you also growing weed? No. Just, no, throw, just throwing it out there. That. I'm glad you <laughs> threw that out there. <laughs> no, but wait, the beer that you made in your, what, in college dorm, how was it? Was it good? Uh, some of it was good. Some of it was not. Um, that's for, you know, a lot of experimentation. But uh, my roommates and my friends only tasted the good stuff, so they thought my beer was the best. My there sense you is you were quite a popular uh, guy on the hall. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we actually we had a party. Uh, we had a series of parties where the first party we made beer, and then the second and third party we drank the beer that we made. So I, mm. there was one point during college that I had everybody on the dorm room floor making beer. So that's mm. like one party and then foments two parties. So you're always a party ahead. Yeah, yeah, you got Yeah, well, that's, that's brewing. Yeah. Were you were you we're serving it? Party ahead. Were you serving it cold, and did you have your own kegs? Like, where did you store the stuff? Hmm. Yeah, we had we had our own. Uh, everybody had their own little refrigeration units, and we did it. We put everything mm. in bottles, and then just kind of rotated it through. You know, ha- and uh, most ha- everybody had it in their closet. How many times did the administration raid your your dorm room? Uh, they didn't. You know, the the the, the residence advisors would uh, check my bags. Uh, they knew we were drinking a lot of beer, but all I had in my bag was barley and wheat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing you can do with that. There's no, no, there's nothing suspicious here, officer. I just got a bag of barley and wheat. <laughs> they didn't yeah, put two and two together. Suspicious on the hops, you know. Yeah. Big bag of green. No, the barley and wheat. What? Well, that's not. No, suspicious nothing. At all. Nothing. Yeah, no. You were making. <laughs> I got to bring Dave Sheinkoff in here. Dave Sheinkoff from Pioneer Works. You ever make your own beer? Uh, I never did. My dad just did for the first time. And what your dad did? Yeah, yeah. How old, how old's your dad? He's uh, 69. 69. He's yeah. making his own beer. Yeah. You know my. You know my dad used to drink. What'd your dad used to drink? He used to drink Schmitz in those little bottles. I hated those Schmitz. You know what he used to say? What would he say? He said, "I don't drink Schmitz because it tastes good. <laughs> I drink Schmitz because it's cheap." <laughs> and that's the man yeah. who put me through college. I had not one college loan that I had to nice. pay off, and it's all because of Schmitz. All right, but let's ask Kelly the tough question. Kelly. What's your favorite absolutely cheap beer? Absolutely cheap beer? Yeah. A Corona. A Cor- that's, that's where I go. That's where I go, yeah. Corona, and I got to say, I know it's trendy. You put a little lime in there, it is delicious. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. You know, and it's, it, it is its own thing. I mean, I don't really qualify it as a beer necessarily. I guess it is. But it's just a particular kind of taste, you know, that I'm looking for sometimes. And if I want cheap and I want crisp, I usually go for the Corona. Wait a minute. Did you just, did you just say Corona is, is technically a beer? Is that like a, what is that? Is that an anti-Corona slur? Well, you know, people put, you put beer all into one category. And I think there's lots of different categories of beer. So, you know, if you're going to say, what's your favorite beer? That's one thing. If you say, what's your category? So. Yeah. So what's the what's the Corona category? Cheap beer. Cheap beer. Okay. Cheap beer. All right, Dave, I got to bring Dave in here. Dave, you ever have a Corona? I have had a Corona. Yes, at least one, right? Uh, yeah, I think the, my version of that is a uh, High Life with a lime. You like High Life with a lime? Yeah. There you go. yeah. Vince, Vince's go-to cheap beer is the High Life. He always gets a High Life. If I see a High Life and it's cheap, I will buy it. Wow. Sounds like lime is kind of the operative thing here. Yeah. yeah. I never put a high no, life. I, I never put a lime in a high life. It's, it's like lemon and water. Kind of. You know what my go-to cheap beer yesterday was? Bourbon. I went right for bourbon when <laughs> I got go home. Right to it. Just yeah. right to bourbon. If, if so. you got it in the shelf, then it's fine. All right. We got to get out. We got to get out. Kelly, you're going to be participating in the Brooklyn Pour. Or at least Kelso is going to be participating in the Brooklyn yep. Pour this weekend. Now, we asked Marcus this question. I think, frankly, he had a bad answer. Let me ask you the same question. Customers are going to pay like 100 bucks to drink beer for four hours, unlimited quantities, samples of beer. Is it a good value? Is it a good value? Absolutely. I mean, especially if the, the brewers are sending their go-to people. I mean, it's a good opportunity to get in there and actually talk to people that have uh, a lot to do with how the beer is produced. Um, the $85 is a VIP ticket. I yeah. Think the yeah. normal tickets are 55 oh. um, for three hours. My gosh. Uh, the 85 for VIP gets you in, gets you some special tastings, gets you access to special food. I think there's an oyster pairing. Oh, nice. So, you know, it's a good way, you know, for an afternoon to, to go have a different value-added experience. It's not just about drinking. It's about having an experience of craft beer. And uh, it's a great place to do it. I think it's the sixth annual this year, so, you know, it's going to be done uh, correctly. So Talk about experience. Great opportunity. If, if my brother, my younger brother, my fat brother, as it were. Fat was, brother, not yeah, the asshole not brother. Not the asshole brother. My, if my brother has uh, any beer with shellfish, his throat gets all like, oh, oh yeah, his, and his, he can't breathe. His brother's allergic to shellfish and beer. Yeah, only, oh, only okay. in the, that combination. So the wow. VIP session, then. Yeah, no, he'd yeah. go for the cheap seats. All right, last question, <laughs> and this, this is the tough question. Last question, uh, Kelly. Where are you on mead? Where am I on mead? Yeah. And we're not talking about um, the trapper keepers here. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I prefer sparkling uh, low-alcohol mead, uh, between 4 and 6%. I don't like the strong... Uh, flat stuff. Right, I'm with you because I think mead is a sucker bet. I, I, now, have you ever had kvass? I have had kvass. Well, my major in college was Russian studies. Hey, Kavarish, Strasvidi, Kagdala! Hey, Minyan Ravitz, kvass! For Sovietskim Sayuzia! Ah, Ya Gavaru, Paruski, Svabodna! Jimmy, can you put up the subtitles? <laughs> There you go. And, and for all the kids out there, when two Russian scholars get together, this uh, Kelly, we got to have a couple of beers. Yeah, I think so. It all comes okay. back to you. Anyway, we you've gotta, had Kvass. we got to get Yakov Shmirnov on next week. Uh, so yeah. what do you think of Kvass? Do you like Kvass? I uh, know. Really. No, kvass <laughs> is like. I got to tell Dave, kvass is like fermented sweat socks. Yeah. 
All right, Kelly, we got to get out. Last thing. <laughs> we always let our guests pitch something. Now, tell us. You got a new beer coming out you want to tell us about? Yeah, we have our, uh, our winter lager coming up uh, next month. Describe it's, it. It's, you know, we do it every year, and it's just uh, it's in tank right now, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. But what is it? What's it, what's it uh, doing? It's, it's fermenting, and it's... No, 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 what's, it's <laughs> what's its flavor profile? It's doing, you said what's it doing? It's I know. fermenting right <laughs> it's, it's in a tank. It's kind of weird. No, it's, uh, it's dark, roasty, uh, kind of espresso, bittersweet chocolate kind of thing, but oh. very, very clean and dry on the palate. Dave, yeah. where are you on that? Do you like a coffee kind of beer? Like a stout? It almost sounds like a stout. It's like a stout, but with lager yeast. What? It was very, very clean. I like that. What do you think, Yeah, from, from time to time. I don't drink it often, but uh, there's uh, like a... Left-hand nitro milk stout I've had that's really good. Oh, how does, yeah. How does yeah. it compare to the nitro milk stout? Yeah, it's a nice beer. But how does it compare? How does your new one compare? Uh, it's a little bit uh, roastier, mm. uh, and it's not on nitro, so it's got it's got kind of the uh, the cleaning, robust, uh, clean, bright character the carbonation gives to a beer. So the, the nitrogenation, the, the nitro beers are a little bit a bit richer. This one's a little brighter and a little bit more crisp. And I like that contrast between the, the dark roasted grains and the bright crisp finish. It's I like that. Very, well, Kelly, nice. Kelly yeah. Taylor of Kelso, Brooklyn, we got to get out. Thank you for participating on Brooklyn Paper Radio and at the Brooklyn Pour this Saturday in Williamsburg. Again, thank you for producing Kelso, Brooklyn. It's a great beer. Uh, from Vince and Dave Shankoff. Yeah, no, we gotta, uh, we gotta get together. We'll show. get together. Uh, we'll have some of those and watch Strange Brew. No, no, Tavares. No, Tavares. <laughs> I am overdue for that. I know we haven't seen it in a long time, and it's it's, it's either the greatest movie of all time or, without question, the greatest movie of all no, time. Mm. Tavares. We we some noy booted Pete Piva. Kagda. 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 Yannis there you go. And that's how we say goodbye to Kelly Taylor on Brooklyn All Paper right. Radio. Hanging up All on right. him. There you yeah. go. Paka. Wow, we really did the whole Russian beer. Th- I mean, Dave, you you're in the presence of greatness. Yeah, am I right? You guys got deep on that one. Yeah. We really did. Uh, we went a deep dive. All right, listen. We got Dave, stick with us for a second. We got to pay one more bill. Johnny, can I get some music? Look, we asked you the question before. I'm not even going to bother asking you the question right now. Because you know, you and I both know, Dave, you have not seen an affordable dentist who provides quality care. You haven't seen it because it doesn't exist outside of Midwood, outside of the office of Dr. Joseph Lichter. That's L-I-C-H-T-E-R. Because he's got these quality and high-skilled hygienists in a state-of-the-art office out there on Avenue P. And his prices are so low, like Crazy Eddie, he's practically giving it all away. Like I said, Invisalign, which is the virtually invisible alternative to metal braces, usually it's $5,000. At Dr. Joseph Lichter, it's $4,000. That's a savings of like 50%. It's It's really 20%. But anyway, porcelain veneers, usually $1,000. Go to Dr. Joseph Lichter, $675. I could keep singing these praises, and I could keep citing these prices. Why don't you just call Dr. Joseph Lichter today at 718-339-739. 7878, you set up an appointment and he'll make you smile. I'm going to tell you his office is at 1420 Avenue P in Midwood. Don't just visit, call or go online, josephlichterdds.com. There you go. Atlas Steakhouse, as you know, Atlas Steakhouse, the Mediterranean style steakhouse. Not a German style steakhouse. No, 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 in Ditmas Park, where you can get delicious steaks at reasonable prices. And of course, without question, there are those. What do they have when you first get there, Gersh? What are you going to have? Wait, you set it up. Without question, they've got the, what's the word I'm looking for? Appetizers. Oh, of course. Signature appetizers. Signature cocktails. A list of wines that goes on and on forever and ever. 
I don't know about forever and ever, but it's a great, it's really a great seller. For Midwood, they probably have the biggest seller in Midwood. Without question. Yeah, without question. But they're in Ditmas Park. Well, they're on the line. Well, you know, okay. so at 18th Avenue. Atlas Steak, we've been there. We love it. Go bring your friends. Can I get the phone number? It's at 943 Coney Island Avenue. It's at 646-494-7227. Atlas Steak. Thank you very much. Johnny, thanks for that music. Listen, we got to get out. Dave Shankoff joined us from Pioneer Works, and he's hosting with his friends at Pioneer Works, which is a nonprofit arts group in Red Hook. They're hosting the Red Hook Regatta this Sunday. Dave, once again, just tell us the hours and where I got to go and what I got to do. It's uh, Valentino Pier in Red Hook, so you can take the ferry down there. You can take the bus. You can take City Bike, which we just got down in Red Hook. Nice. Yeah, I used it the other day. I had you ready for this. Stephen oh. Brown, former Brooklyn Paper reporter, and I went to Hometown Homestead Barbecue. I've Hometown, heard of it. Yeah. There's a freaking City Bike stand right in front. We got loaded up on bourbon. We got on City Bike, and I biked to the F train. Is that at legal? Smith. Uh, I, no, I, I was not above the legal drinking whatever. We, and I bike to the... Is there a apartment. rule with City Bike? There is that, a rule, yes. Do not drink and bike drink if you can hear the bike. sound of my voice. The point is, we <laughs> rode on back streets in Red Hook. It was very quiet. I hit a couple of those cobblestones. But anyway, made it to the train. We had a great time. Anyway, but you were saying... That's Sunday, <laughs> 1 to 5 p.m. But yeah, we got a, a bunch of uh, 3D printed boats, uh, uh, DIY artist built boats, and we have a, a spectacular halftime show that I can't tell you too much about, but there's going to be one Beyonce? Gi- gigantic <laughs> boat. Uh, Beyonce couldn't make it this time. Uh, <laughs> and tell us, who's the founder of Pioneer Works? Uh, that'd be Dustin Yellen. Yeah, Dustin Yellen, that great artist. He's a great artist. Yep. I really like him. We've written about him a million times. Anyway, if you want all the information, what's the website? Uh, it's pioneerworks.org. Pioneerworks.org. You know what I love about those beer guys? Yeah. Is how how intelligent they were when it came to not only their beers, but all the other different yeah. types of alcoholic beverages out there that are being brewed by uh, people today. You say that, Vince, but you know what? If I asked you about other newspapers in New York City, you'd know exactly how they're run. You'd know what their uh, uh, approach is. I, so know, I know what they're doing wrong. They know, Well, we'll talk about that later. But they know, like the Daily News website, they know their business. I didn't say that. I'm not talking about the Daily News website. They, they know their business. Anyway, Jimmy, you got to play us out, and I'm going to give a little plug to everything i got to do. I want to thank our advertisers. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Dr. Joseph Lichter, DDS, and I'm, I'm talking about... Atlas Steak. Mm. And of course, I want to thank Dave Scheinkoff from Pioneer Works in studio talking about Sunday's Red Hook Regatta. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I would be remiss if I didn't say Vince. You're, you're a handsome man. I'm sorry we didn't get to the Syrian aid crisis. Oh, Jesus. We, we ran out of time. We'll get to it next week. And we're going to be drinking... We're going to be drinking Six Point Jammer on the show next week if Marcus has anything to do about it. I want to yep. thank Marcus Lutter from Six Point and Kelly Taylor from Kelso of Brooklyn for the Brooklyn Poor on Saturday. I'm Gersh Kunzman of the New York Daily News and Vince DiMazzelli of the Brooklyn Paper live from the Brooklyn Paper building. Take care.